What's up and welcome to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast where we cultivate a safe space to have authentic conversations that support you in becoming your highest freaking self, promote the discovery of a deep self-love and pump up your confidence. Tackling everything from spirituality to dating to general life lessons, this pod is a conversation between us gal pals in our late 20s trying to navigate what the fuck it means to adult and live our lives to the fullest. Keeping it candid AF as I continue to grow with you all too. Get ready to laugh, get ready to learn, but most importantly, get ready to embrace your authentic self un-a-freaking-apologetically. Ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Are you even ready for this? I just launched the Happy Healthy Girl website. Yes, you heard that right. We've got a website now. So freaking excited. But I really want to tell you what is on the website. What are you going to find on there? You are going to find some availability to book a one-on-one coaching coaching session with me. It's called Authentically Activated. It's all about you and helping you take that first step into really owning who the freak you are who is this authentic version of yourself and be unapologetically her and what kind of life does she want to live then together we're going to make a game plan for you not only to embody this version of yourself but to live your highest freaking self your most desired life okay your one-on-one sessions it's available on the website for you to book linked in the show notes go check it out the second thing we have to offer is a weekly yoga session right now they're going to be virtual we might move into some venues in person once the weather gets a little warmer like some park venues and the beach i love a good beach yoga but for right now we are offering virtual yoga every single week so if you're interested in embodying your mind body and spirit and you want to join the community in the weekly yoga sessions please send me a dm on instagram again that is also linked in the show notes and the third thing and possibly most exciting thing for me anyways on the website is we have swag we have the happy healthy community launched some swag we've got cute sweaters we've got cute crop tops we've got phone cases we even have a water bottle so if you're ready to get your swag on and rep the happy healthy community for real out in public head over to the website check out what we have to offer and grab the things that are just screaming for you to buy thank you so much everybody sending you all my love and light i cannot wait to work one-on-one with so many of you amazing people to be a part of your growth and taking that first initial step i'm so looking forward to growing our yoga community within the happy healthy community and to see you wearing happy healthy swag and using happy healthy swag okay tag me in your dms when it arrives in your mail post in a photo tag me in i would love to freaking see it i would love it because the happy healthy community is all about empowering and embracing our authenticity so let's do it together Hello, welcome back to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. I'm so excited to be recording with Angelica. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. 
Me too. I'm so glad that we could finally coordinate this to have you on. Um, so for the Happy Healthy community, tell us a little bit about who are you? Okay, so I am Angelica and I am a registered holistic nutritionist. I live in Northern British Columbia, Canada, and I focus on helping women with PMS and painful periods have healthier periods with a holistic approach. I love that. And how long have you been doing that for? Um, I started my business back in September. So I finished school almost exactly a year ago and I've been practicing for about six months now. That's so cool. So cool. Little side tangent. I was literally just in BC at the beginning of this month. First time out there. So beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, I'm originally from Ontario. Um, We've only lived here for a few months. We're probably going to move again. But yeah, it's nice to get a little taste of living here. Yeah, a little little taste away from Ontario. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So could you tell us a little bit about the feminine cycle to start? Because I know for a lot of people, what we're taught anyways, when we first experience our period is we're really only just taught about the bleed. And then we're handed like, here's a tampon, here's a pad. But there's so much more to the feminine cycle. So would you be able to give us like a brief overview of what the full cycle actually is? For sure. So a lot of people will think of their menstrual cycle as maybe the beginning of their cycle when really it's more of the end. Um, so after you bleed, you move into the follicular phase, which is what I consider to be the beginning of the cycle. And during that time, you might have more energy. And um, actually during that time, you actually have less caloric needs too. So throughout the month, your energy needs are changing. And then as you move along, you go into the ovulation phase. And then this is when your body is releasing an egg. And this is when you have the ability to get pregnant. So Mm -hmm. if you think you can get pregnant every day of the month, you cannot. (laughs) It's only around this time for about six days, roughly, that you are able to get pregnant. And then you move into the luteal phase. And this is when some Okay, so during the luteal phase is when estrogen is lowering as you lead up to your period. So as estrogen lowers, sometimes serotonin can lower with it, and that can lead to mood changes and those like PMS feelings that we get. And then we move into the menstrual phase, and that's what everybody kind of knows. That's when you bleed, and that's your period. Yeah. Amazing. And then you're also, so you, you talk about the period and you teach, you teach, um, females that have periods or just anyone who has a period about that, but you also tie in nutrition. Is that right? Yes. So in currently in my nutrition practice, I focus a lot on yeah PMS and, um, kind of the root cause of that and how you can change your nutrition and lifestyle to, improve PMS or painful periods. Oh, okay. Could you share some of that some of that with us? Okay, so do you specifically like when you talk about nutrition, is there certain foods within each phase or certain amounts of food that we should be eating in each phase that would be good to know about? 
Yes. So like I briefly mentioned, um, your caloric and energy needs are a bit lower within the first half of your cycle during the follicular phase and ovulation. Mm -hmm. So um, on the flip side, during the luteal phase and menstruation, you actually need more calories and actually around about 300 more calories a day. So I see a lot of women saying, I am starving before my period, during my period. I just want to eat everything in sight. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that can lead to a lot of shame, especially for women who are maybe trying to lose weight. Mm. So really leaning into that and realizing eating more is healthy during this time. Your body needs those calories. Like it's it's not yeah. a lack of willpower. And then if, if weight loss was the goal, um, you could focus more on that during the first half, like after your period. Yeah. And other than that, um, in terms of like more specifically, uh, throughout your cycle, certain nutrients are more necessary. Um, for example, during the luteal phase, it's important to maybe increase magnesium. Um, especially if you feel like you get a lot of chocolate cravings, that can be a sign that you need more magnesium because, cocoa is high magnesium so sometimes your body craves it because it knows that that's a way to get it yeah um yeah and if you're experiencing things like pms increasing fiber around ovulation can help prevent too much estrogen because that's when estrogen is rising and if it rises too much um due to a few different reasons it can lead to something called estrogen dominance which is kind of what fuels PMS and things like cramps and um, headaches, things like that. Okay. So eating the fiber like in the ovulation phase, which would be before the luteal phase and the menstruation part. Yes. It's kind of like the midpoint. So like if you had a 28-day cycle, it mm-hmm. would be around two weeks from the start of your period. Awesome. I love that. That's good to know. I had no idea, but that makes sense why I crave chocolate now. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a light bulb moment. Yeah. Are there any other certain foods you can eat if you get like more painful periods or is fiber the main thing to really consume? Um, yeah. Fiber is kind of, yeah. Preventing too much of that estrogen. Cause what happens is Um, estrogen is metabolized in the liver and then it moves into the gut. So if you aren't moving everything through the gut efficiently, um, the estrogen can't move out efficiently. So it actually recirculates in the body. So it isn't necessarily that you're producing too much estrogen. Um, it's just coming back into the body in a way it's not necessarily supposed to. Um, but yeah, in terms of pain, like things like more anti-inflammatory foods like garlic or not garlic sorry ginger um turmeric things like that like during um the times where you would have that cramping like right before your period or when you're on it Mm -hmm. I love like ginger tea if that's something that I'm experiencing I just get fresh ginger put it in some hot water and strain it and yeah that's super helpful I love that. I I love ginger tea. I just started doing that this past year when I'm menstruating and I've noticed a big difference in the amount of like cramps that I've been getting. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And something that I just want to touch on is when I am working with women um, on their period problems or their PMS, I am not just looking at their hormones or 
um, recommending foods or lifestyle changes for their hormones. I'm also supporting their liver and their gut and their adrenals. There's so much that goes into um, how our hormones are produced Mm -hmm. and functioning that really just goes beyond the reproductive system. Absolutely. Everything's so intertwined. So for someone that's like, doesn't have the educational background that you do in nutrition, what are like two or three things that we could add to our daily routine that would really start to help support our gut, our liver, that are just kind of like simple, like simple things that we could add. Like overall. Yeah, like overall, not like getting into specifics, but just anyone could add this and it would probably benefit them. Yes. Okay. A big one is um, a type of vegetable called cruciferous vegetables, Mm -hmm. which is kale, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, things like that, because those will help support the liver Mm -hmm. and they are going to contain fiber, which is good for the gut. Um, And yeah, they really help with what I talked about before with the metabolizing of the estrogen and Yeah. um, yeah, supporting the gut overall. That would be one. Um, What's another good one? Not being afraid of healthy fats because Mm -hmm. fat is so important um, for hormone production and also like blood sugar balancing, which is another big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of blood sugar balance, another great thing is eating breakfast right in the morning, like before coffee, about 60 to 90 minutes after waking up at the latest. Um, if you're experiencing hormonal problems, that's always the first step that I take people through. Oh, that's really good to know because I do not consume breakfast. <laughs> so maybe I'll start doing I, that yeah. and let you know of the changes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. And it's also hard because intermittent fasting is so mm-hmm. popular. And I do think that has its place. Um, but what a lot of people realize is like, the studies on it, um, only a few of them even include women. There's none that are done specifically on women. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't have the blood sugar balance and support to be able to handle it. It does have benefits, but it's not really the place to start right. in your health journey, yeah. I would say. Now, in terms of the fats, what would be some good healthy fats that people could consume? Because sometimes we hear fats and we're like freaking out, especially if you're on a journey to kind of like lose weight or get more fit. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, Nuts and seeds are a good one. Um, Those are a good plant-based source. Seeds like hemp seeds, um, chia seeds, and flax seeds are really good. Um, Pumpkin seeds are also great because they contain magnesium and zinc, so... Mm -hmm. Um, those are going to help with your hormones overall too. Um, and then things like avocado, coconut, um, and in terms of fats, you want to stay away from things like processed oils, processed vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're cooking using things like extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, or even like grass fed butter are kind of like the best options, um, because they're going to be less inflammatory. Good to know. Good to know. I'm going to have to re-listen to this and write everything down. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so in terms of the period, when we I, – I have two questions, but I'm going to ask one at a time, not to overwhelm you. Um, the first question I have is when you have your period, there's now a lot of options for how to – catch it I guess I don't know the right word like tampons pads cups there's underwear now 
what, like, could you kind of share your experience or your knowledge around that? Because some people are like, I've seen the underwear and I'm like, well, like, I don't know if I want to wear that all day or like really how that works. <laughs> yeah, I would just love it. <laughs> Um, yes. So conventional period products like pads and tampons, if you are just buying something like Tampax or whatever brand you get, Kotex, um, a lot of times things are happening like the cotton is being bleached or they are containing chemicals, um, Mm. that aren't ideal in terms of inserting into your body or even just being on your skin for that long, um, And I think a lot of women are becoming, like, exposed to the reality of that um, and how that can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So if you are using tampons or pads to buy organic, unbleached, unscented, for sure. Um, And then, um, yeah, in terms of, like, some of the newer things, I'm a big fan of, like, uh, menstrual cups like I've used them in the Tell past. Tell me more I about just, that because I'm like how do I stick it up there when do I have to change it all the questions yeah. is it gonna spill uh, like <laughs> yeah uh so I started using one like probably two or three years ago now and I don't use it every time mm-hmm. um and sometimes I do experience some discomfort I think there's probably better ones out there than I have I just have like the conventional like diva cup like the ones you can find at Walmart I was just like I need to try this so I just picked up the first one I saw um but yeah I was like this would be no problem like it'll be fine even though when I was like a teenager like using a tampon was like the scariest thing to me but I guess as I got older I gained a lot of confidence around yeah you're like I can do anything yeah uh and then I got it and I was like oh (laughs) this is like harder than I thought um but there's I just watched like a YouTube tutorial that showed you different ways to fold it okay um yeah the key is to fold it in a way that works best for you to like make it a better shape for insertion Mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm interested in like trying out different ones now there's like people who review different ones and share you know which type may be better for different types of people um but it definitely is a learning curve and I wouldn't like depend on it your first time using it and even now sometimes I have problems and it's also hard if you are emptying it in a public bathroom because mm. it's messy and <laughs> you're like in a stall um oh, having no. to have a sink nearby yeah. the good thing about it is though is that it actually like holds a lot so ideally you're not gonna like need to change it you know right. at the mall or something right. out of the blue okay um and then you like and rinse I, it and use it again right like you just like yes. reuse which yes. I think is pretty cool like I love the idea of not having to throw out tampons and pads and all that yeah it's definitely great for waste and once you like figure out how to use it properly you don't feel it like it's like a tampon where once it's there you don't like feel it throughout the day unless something's going wrong which sometimes it does so (laughs) that's frustrating I think there's a lot more room for error than like a Mm. tampon obviously yeah and then with um like period panties that's something that I really want to try um Mm. because I personally don't really I don't know. I don't always like to use something. Sometimes I just want to, like, pretend I'm not even on my period. So I would like to try them. Um, And then there's also, like, reusable pads. This past cycle, for me, I tried using one. The one that I had, I didn't like. It was, Mm. like, uncomfortable. Like, the way it clipped was, like, rubbing against my leg. So 
you kind of just need to try things and like figure out what's going to work but there's definitely things you don't think of like I didn't think about how would I put that off on my underwear it was gonna like rub against my leg like yeah try things out and see what works for you um yeah I think it's really good though that women are becoming more aware of not only like how your cycle works and how it affects your body but also like with the tampons and pads like oh I'm sticking that like in my body or on my body for long periods of time what is this actually made of and like how is it affecting us um because yes so many things right like weird it's going in us (laughs) yeah exactly and that's just the thing like you don't really know what chemicals are on there and those chemicals are being absorbed into your body even even if it's just a pad like something only needs to be touching your skin for about like 25 30 seconds before you're absorbing it yeah um yeah and the thing and the chemicals that are in there can be something called xenoestrogens which Uh acts actually negatively affect your hormones further so you might be you know, just doing your normal period thing and you're actually contributing to these period problems oh, you're goodness. experiencing every month. Yeah. Good to know. I think I'm going to try the cup next time. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's good to try. Yeah. I'm going to give it a try and uh, I'll update the fans. Um, so yes. my other question was around tracking your period. Cause I know when I first learned about my period, again like I said like it would they handed me a pad and they're like here wear this you'll get this once a month now because you're a woman and that's all I got (laughs) yeah everyone's favorite memory favorite oh my god I think it was like grade seven at school and I was like I'm dying and then the the office gave me a pad and they're like put this on your underwear (laughs) great was it like the size of a diaper it was huge (laughs) I remember being like this doesn't fit on my underwear you're like 13 yeah um I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. But what did you have like special apps that you like to have people use? Do you use journals? Like how would you suggest someone starting to track their period? Um, I think an app is the simplest because, you know, you don't need to take out like a whole journal and write something down. Um, so there's a few out there. The one that I personally use is called Flow, F-L-O. And I like it. I haven't actually tried like any other ones yet so I don't have much to compare to but I really like it and they also even have like a membership which I haven't personally tried but it looks like it's beneficial because they give you like different tips of what's going on throughout your cycle and also like what your different symptoms could mean and things like that um but yeah there's ones like clue um those are the two that I'm like most familiar with but I definitely think that's the best way to get started and just start by like tracking the days that you're bleeding and then go from there and you know start tracking your symptoms they'll be like little it's super easy because they have it all um like pre-programmed in there so you just have like oh today i had cramps and today i had this and it's super simple i like i like using the apps too um i think the one i use is called stardust or something of that it's like spirituality and period because i I love that woo woo shit um yeah i think (laughs) i just heard of that one the other day actually yeah but i really like how you can track especially now because i'm gonna add more kale and i'm gonna add some magnesium and more ginger tea so it'll be interesting to see like how my uh, my other stuff shifts i guess like how much my cramps like maybe go away or just other things like my moods overall because i i've been really into it each day i'm like and how do i feel and what am i craving and (laughs) what is my energy level like yeah 
and that's another thing like in terms of like the spiritual woo woo shit like there's it's not just your physical um like body that's changing throughout Mm -hmm. your cycle there's a lot that's changing mentally and energetically too Mm -hmm. like a lot of women will experience um during the luteal phase lack of confidence or they will be a lot more self-critical even if even if they don't have pms and even if they're not dealing with like lower moods they might feel like today i just don't feel like i like myself as much or i'm doing everything wrong things like that and then um during your ovulation phase you might feel more connected to a partner if you're in a relationship because Mm. well number one that's the time where you would be planning to reproduce or your body would be wanting you to reproduce but on like a more spiritual level you know it could just mean connection um and you might you often will feel more social outgoing Mm -hmm. things like that um so yeah and then during your menstrual phase a lot of times we want to come inward Mm -hmm. and that's actually good it's good to just come inward and kind of listen it's a time to listen to what your intuition is telling you and really tune into that and that can guide you throughout the next month when you get your energy back and you're ready to focus on new things yeah I love that I love it so much um oh goodness I lost my question Mm, it was oh have so you work this is like your full-time job that you do like you coach women is that right yes amazing so have you linked up your cycle with how you schedule your coaching and stuff like that because I've definitely heard of that happening before where like when you're in your follicular phase and ovulation you have more energy so that's more when people like book things in could you share that with us like how do you do that how did you go about it for sure um so something else I want to mention about me personally is I also have premenstrual dysphoric disorder which Mm -hmm. means I can deal with a very low mood and a lot of depression before Mm -hmm. my period um or at different times throughout my cycle and I also have ADHD so um I discovered these things about myself just within the last year and a half Mm -hmm. and it kind of um in a way slightly influenced me starting my own business so that instead of trying to force myself into the nine to five box I could um change my life throughout my cycle because um my cycle does affect my ADHD too and if like your listeners are listening and they have ADHD it's probably affecting them too even if they don't realize it um so yes during the week before my period, there's a lot less focus and there's a lot less, um, like I usually feel a bit more anxious and depressed sometimes. Um, and then sometimes during the follicular phase, I get a little bit too amped up and a little bit too excited (laughs) and it's hard to ground myself. So I am aware of those things. Um, my business isn't 100% set up around that but I'm definitely aware of it and I try my best to plan things accordingly and do more during the first three weeks of my cycle where I know I'm going to have more energy and everything and kind of take that load off the last little bit when I know it's going to be a bit harder I love that I love that so much because when you think about the general workforce like the nine to five that was 
made around men who like they have the same amount of energy every single day then they sleep they recharge on the same energy again pretty much anyways um i know that yes. there's some changes but women go through like every single week every single day your hormones are different your energy levels are different and i think it's so important the work that you're doing to share and spread that so women can be aware like yourself maybe they don't change their full schedule or start their own business but they're at least aware of what's going on in their body and then can adjust from there to the best of their abilities yeah exactly and even if you work a job where it's expected that you are the same amount of productive every single day you could do things um in your personal life to kind of help with that um like maybe you could meal prep for like beforehand before your late luteal phase when you know you might be more tired and more drained and have that kind of planned out um that way as opposed to you know yeah. everybody's starting their own business so that they can <laughs> plan their life around their menstrual phase but I also think the world is changing like I've seen um I can't remember what company it was but it was um some company that uh was for women's health and they actually added in menstrual leave so I think the world is changing where uh we're realizing that not everybody is meant to fit into the very masculine model mm-hmm. that the world has. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. To wrap up tonight, I have a few questions for you. The first of which is what is lighting you up in this season of your life? Um, lately it's really been leaning into my feminine energy. Like I know we've kind of been talking about that, um, but going beyond um, just working with my menstrual phase, like, working with my feminine energy in terms of being instead of doing resting instead of feeling like I always need to be productive and really prioritizing myself over, you know, like hustle culture. Mm-hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, like, um, that can kind of be pushed on us a bit too much. Like, you know, you need to grind, <laughs> you need yeah. to get everything yeah. figured out, everything done. Like you don't work a nine to five, you work 24 seven. I really don't like, I really, don't subscribe to that and I really try to put myself first and separate myself from my business and you know really make sure I'm taking time for living and not doing absolutely I love that for you that's so good I know right now I'm working I'm actually a full-time kindergarten teacher and then I'm building this business on the side, but I would eventually like to get to more where you are, where there's a little bit more flexibility and flow in the day. I can dive more into my feminine. Um, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, much respect for you, because I was a nanny, like, beforehand, so yeah. I don't know. I was drinking with just a couple kids, so I don't know how you have a whole classroom of them and they come home and work on your business. That's hard. Oh, gosh, some days I don't. Some days I'm like, I tap out, <laughs> but I know it's not going anywhere, like, I know that, like you said, like we need to prioritize ourselves still. And if if I'm not thriving, if my cup isn't full, I can't do what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. My second question for you is, do you have a book recommendation for the community? Yes. Um, So a couple, uh, I don't know exactly if her name is Eliza or Elisa. Vidi. She has a couple books, one called The Woman Code and one called In the Flow. 
And I actually heard her on a podcast once. Um, and that is kind of how I got into the whole world of cycle seeking. Like this podcast completely blew my mind. And I was like, I need to read every book by this woman. <laughs> um, so those are great starting points. Um, woman code kind of goes over like those root causes I talked about in terms mm. of gut health and adrenal health and the liver um, and how they contribute to period problems. And then in the flow is all about cycle syncing sure. and how to start um, like adjusting your life around your cycle and working with um, your feminine energy. Cool. I want to read those books. <laughs> My last thing is where can people reach you? Cause they're going to want to after they hear this podcast. <laughs> um, I would say the main place is on Instagram. So it's just, at Angelica Ivel, uh, A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-I-V-A-L-L. <laughs> um, I also have a YouTube channel, also Angelica Ivel, but I'm definitely the most um, active on Instagram, and I love connecting with people on there. If you do come from the podcast, make sure to send me a DM, and I'd love to talk to you yes. and know that that's where you came from. Amazing. And I'll tag your Instagram in the show notes as well so people can just go there after this well angelica thank you so much for coming on i know that i have learned a lot and i'm sure everybody listening has definitely learned a lot and has a lot of awesome takeaways so thank you yes thank you so much for having me this was so much fun Hey, hey, just interrupting your pod moment here to let you know of an amazing sponsor that we have for the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. Our sponsor this week is the Happy Healthy Gratitude Journal. We all know how um, important it is to practice gratitude daily, but sometimes that can be really hard or maybe you're not sure where to start. We've heard about gratitude. We know it's important, especially in raising our energetic energetic frequencies, but we're not sure how to get started. So this gratitude journal is here for you. It is our sponsor of the week. It helps you just start this practice. You list three things in the morning. There's a quote for each day, as well as you list three things in the evening. It's all outlined for you there, making it nice and simple for you to begin your gratitude practice, for you to start raising your frequency and start attracting more and more abundance into your life in every freaking way. Go check it out. It's linked in the show notes. Grab your gratitude journal off Amazon today and get grateful now. for picking the happy other girl podcast and listening all the way to the end we think that you were freaking amazing pure magic and guess what you're one step closer to embodying your authentic self and we know that because you're here tuning into a personal development podcast so proud of you girlfriend if you have the time we would love if you left us a review share with us what you loved most about this pod but most importantly share this episode with a gal pal of your own that you think would love it too until next time stay happy stay healthy stay authentically you love you bye